0: Living in a scientific age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what they do. We've used science to to prolong life, to increase security and happiness. But it can also be used for destruction.
1: Are we going to use it constructively? It'll be up to you. And you too, Todd Workon. How you doing? Ah, uh, Mark Middleton. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I was trying to. I think this is our fourth, uh, our fourth remote broadcast. Now we've done, I think, three, three Mark and Todd casts and one Portland at the movies. I don't remember ever not doing it remote. I don't remember the last time I've seen you in real life. Yeah, it's been a long it's, time. It's so weird, so weird. But we're, I'm surviving. Awesome, like um, we all are. You know,
0: you know, people in Athens uh, uh, sometimes they have problems waking up in the morning. Do you know why? I don't. It's because dawn is tough on
1: Greece. Until <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that your dog oh, running away from the bad I joke? <laughs> she's wrapped up and you know. uh, he uh, just had pug just finally had enough and had to leave and vacate the premises i'm blaming covid on the fact that i even laughed at that joke <laughs> yeah I, she's having problems it's all oh cool. poor yeah. pug well that was a valiant effort and i have no sound effects to play so i guess i could just there we go
0: okay uh, uh, yeah so a uh, lot lots Of things have been not going on and been going on and it's it's a weird world that we all live in and we're all experiencing this together globally and so um, there's not a day that goes by that we don't hear coronavirus, COVID-19, isolation, social distancing. Those words are just etched into our psyches right now.
1: I think I've said it before, but I think social distancing is on my short list of words of the year come December when we all look back at this. Um, but it, I mean, everything is I, I would say everything is terrible because that's not true either. But I mean, everything is is fraught and everyone's anxious. But I, I do keep. And, and this is, I guess, kind of selfish selfish on my end because I don't have a family I'm trying to take care of and support. And my work right now is somewhat stable and, and all of that. But as, as a person who is and has always been fascinated with culture and sociology and the movement of ideas and all of that stuff, there has just never been a more fascinating time to be alive it's the, absolutely true. And the fact, I mean the uh, I, I don't think that saying that, that there's a saving grace to this because I don't know that that if there is it has presented itself yet, but like if if we were all in kind of single countries going through this by ourselves that would be one thing because then the world moves on without you and all the implications of that. But the fact that like literally every single person on earth is going through the same thing at the same time is just unprecedented. And I think, like, will be a really exciting, I hope, launch pad for new systems and new ways of doing things and saying... Since this happened in such a short amount of time, we can really look into the ideas that work and don't work and the things that we've been lugging around for generations or have, you know, what things can be peeled. I I don't think we'll do any of that, (laughs) Uh, but it is fascinating to look at.
0: Agreed. And I my biggest hope is uh what we're seeing a lot of is kind of the power of the people. We're seeing a lot of uh, people at home sewing face masks and people at home 3d printing things or inventing things or uh, in being involved with things, you know, making deliveries for friends or, or whatever. And, And it's, the the big corporations aren't doing shit, and no. and they can't, and they're disabled, and it's revealing the crazy inequity. It's revealing the crazy uh, concentration of wealth. It's revealing all of these things. Yeah, you know, there was, uh, I we might have chatted about it last week or uh, it, <laughs> sixteen months ago. I don't know. Uh, time doesn't really <laughs> exist
1: when we, when we first met. Right. 300 years yeah. ago or however uh, long it's been now
0: the the guy from geffen records the billionaire that owns geffen yeah, yeah. Uh, is you know and he's literally tweeting from his yacht about social isolation and it's th- a ridiculous yacht
1: with <laughs> A like staff Ma- of like 16 Madonna people. in her milk bath <laughs> surrounded with roses talking about the great equalizer. Uh, okay. oh, Madonna, just make music and some <laughs> videos and just <laughs> put the Instagram away. You can always tell like which <laughs> which stars like do their own social media right. <laughs> and don't have handlers who do that for them. Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it is, uh, like, like I said, all the little things that I'm noticing have just been fascinating from, like, the things left at grocery stores, like, all of the beans being gone except for garbanzo beans, and, like, just the squash left, and, like, how, like, empath- how much empathy I feel for, like, a product that, like, nobody wants in a time of need, and it just is sitting there, and and it's really neat to see on on uh, Facebook and all the other things, uh, artists and musicians doing yeah. home things and it just really it is really solidified the fact that I just don't care about music. <laughs> <laughs> like none of it like I wanna care. Like I wanna feel what everybody else feels when they're like, oh my favorite artist sitting on their couch strumming a guitar and I'm like, nope.
0: You're you're cold hearted.
1: I am. Uh, I am dead on the inside. Yeah. So <laughs> we
0: uh we had tickets to a concert that was canceled and uh it was a home concert he was doing a tour uh it, old christian artist named uh, derek webb was doing um living room home, sessions or whatever. living room concerts and so he does a, a tour that about 30 people attend and i went last year to it and and so i had tickets this year and so this year because they were all canceled he did small uh, group Zoom meetings, effectively Zoom meetings where uh, he did a performance from his living room uh, and there were twenty of us in the chat room. <laughs> wow. And that's and, super uh, cool. And it's super cool. And honestly, it was a almost a better experience for me because <laughs> I got to stay home, be on my couch, uh have my own, you know, alcohol or whatever yeah. and and wear my own clothes i didn't have to go out i didn't have to convince nick to <laughs> to drag him along with me you know all those, those things so uh that's awesome and so it, it, in many ways it 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 helped someone who was uh i i love being introverted you know uh i was chatting with an old navy friend of mine who was like Boy, the the submarine experience just uh, keeps on paying off throughout yeah, our life. really. And uh, to be isolated from the world for four and a half months underneath the ocean, yeah, mm, yeah, that was a thing I did. And now we're <laughs> kind of I'm like, I, so I told him that I closed all the uh, curtains and I take logs every. Uh, every half an hour around the around the house to well, simulate being underway that
1: there are people on submarines right now that just like don't know what's going on so i heard
0: that rumor too
1: and which doesn't seem like that's real it's not real yeah uh, that's what so I so much I, like my dolphins in venice story <laughs> it is not true it's
0: not true at all so uh a, a friend of mine did text me he's like i hear that there's Submariners who who will come back and learn for the first time and and like uh, so what uh, oh was that Boris, you or me uh, that was me and yeah. Boris Boris Johnson has just been admitted to the hospital uh oh that's he, we all that's knew not he had it right correct
1: okay yeah and he's the he's the European Donald Trump guy right correct yeah okay.
0: he's the the Prime Minister of uh. Of England and uh, now not doing well physically and uh, that's terrible news Wow so uh, back <sighs> to submarines so I had a friend uh, I was chatting with a friend and and he said oh yeah I hear about the submarines and the people on the submarines and I'm, and so I, I dispelled that myth for him uh, on a submarine you generally do not transmit uh, signals out so that you stay secret, but every day or two, and it has to be uh, the the limit is forty eight hours. So er- at least once every forty eight hours, a submarine has to come up to periscope depth and receive the broadcast signal back from home base. Okay, and in that broadcast signal is a summary of reuters news and so it's like the top 50 headlines and blurbs from reuters and so uh, every sailor on submarines has known about this
1: from the very beginning wow that's so crazy yeah uh, and it's weird that the navy still uses periscope when facebook live has been shown to be much better <laughs> uh-huh. <Periscope. Sing. laughs> Well, I do have a uh, uh, a couple a couple uh, news stories that I pulled. Um, there's an interesting and um, I'll try to remember to put this on our Facebook post when we put the put the episode out. But um, it's a map that compares your community's social distancing activity to its activity prior to the outbreak, and they uh, show both the United States as a whole, and then they break it down into states and even into counties, and you can see, and they don't have a clever URL, so it's, like, impossible to just read this over the thing, so I'll try to post that. I posted it on my own own timeline yesterday, but I remember checking... Last mid last week and as a whole, I think the United States was like a, a B minus or something like that and Oregon itself was a B minus and then when I checked yesterday, the entire country was at a D or an F. And so I'm hoping that like, for example, it's been pretty sunny. It's actually a, a really nice day today outside. It's beautiful. Out. You can see my you can see my sun catcher going in the background because I remember to spin it before we started yep. recording. So Mark had something to look at besides me. <laughs> Um, But there was just a ton of people outside. They were all keeping their distance and they were like taking walks and stuff like that, you know, away from each other. And and all the parks were closed, uh, obviously. So I'm wondering if the data does get a little messed up from people just being out and about doing that sort of thing or taking a Sunday drive or, or doing whatever. But it's it's been really fascinating to watch real time fluctuations of people's movements which is not something I'm a huge fan of but um, (laughs) it certainly is fascinating to be able to see in real time oh this county is doing a really crappy job about sitting still right now and and staying home and all that so
0: and we see we see the cycles that happen with that Uh, we we see that with STDs of uh, the Everybody gets freaked out about HIV and takes really great uh, measures to prevent HIV transmission. And then the cases of HIV fall away. And then they're like, well, it's it's open game. Everything's safe again. And then we have a spike in HIV. And and so we will, I, I hope that we don't, but I can guarantee that we will because we're humans, see these cyclical
1: cycles until there is a vaccine right uh where and well we were talking about that before we recorded how once we're kind of at the crest of the the curve that we are that we are on everyone's going to be like oh the numbers are going down we can all go out and be normal again right no man yeah uh
0: the best thing to do is to be bored as hell uh you know and and if it was telling Nick yesterday it's it's kind of like a sound engineer if if a sound engineer is doing their job correctly, you never know that they exist. And it's the most boring sound engineering experience of your life because you just listen to the music. Uh, if a sound engineer is terrible, you'll hear all the feedback and muted mics. And blah, 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 like. if they're doing their job poorly, then you know very acutely that they are there. Right. And uh, and so we need to be invisible uh, <laughs> and and. And and people need to not hear that we exist, you know, kind of thing. Right. Um, well,
1: to kind of play off the the uh, movement map, there is some good news, at least here in in uh, Oregon. And this is from let's see, what is today? Today is Sunday. I feel like we have to mark all of these <laughs> Sunday, April five. So the story is from two days ago. So fairly recent. But it is uh, social distancing cut coronavirus cut coronavirus cases in Oregon by up to 70 percent, according to some health officials. So Dean Seidlinger, who is the state's health officer, told reporters that modeling compiled by the Institute for Disease Modeling in in Bellevue, Washington, quote, shows social distancing and stay-at-home orders in Oregon have cut transmissions of infections by 50 to 70 percent. Uh, He continued, the cases will rise slowly and rise slow enough that our hospital systems should be able to care for people who get sick and should be able to provide critical care for those who are most sick, Um, which is important because Oregon only has 140 ventilators. Now, even since this story, uh, I read that Oregon will be sending some medical supplies, which I believe includes uh, ventilators to New York City uh, and New York State, uh, because they are just being crushed by it because of the population density of New York City. And um, surprisingly or not, it has been difficult for uh, them to get federal resources because all of our states are trying to bid for the same amount of medical devices. So um, it is nice to see that at least states are able to step in and kind of bypass that system and share for the moment. Um, so right. Uh, this was two days ago. Like I said, Oregon has eight hundred and twenty six confirmed cases and twenty one deaths. Um However, they have tested 16,800 people, meaning 95% of those who have uh, been tested have tested negative. So uh, Oregon did see 90 new cases added Thursday, Um, but we've been at a stay at home order since March 23. Um, Let's see. Uh, 40 states have implemented stay-at-home orders thus far. Dr. Anthony Fauci says, I don't understand why uh, it is not a nationwide thing. Um, The tension between federally mandated versus states' rights is uh, to do something they want to do is something I don't want to get into, he said. But um, he is surprised that most states or all states have not uh, ordered that. And in fact, if... You watch some videos today. There's streams of people uh, waiting till to get in uh, churches, thinking that uh, whatever it is that they're thinking, which well, much there's... like do- Dr. Anthony Fauci, I will not get into. <laughs> right.
0: So there, there's still multiple states that do not have shelter in place or, or stay at home orders, and or are reopening
1: beaches like Georgia.
0: Reopening beaches like Georgia or. There's 15 states that have exemptions for church services, and uh, you can uh, stay at home and be quarantined, but each week, make sure you spread that disease around. Um, Man. Yeah. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's terrible.
1: And that's, I mean, that's obviously the other problem, too, is that Oregon can be fine with our shutdown rules, and we can get as low as we can, but then yahoos from wherever want to come see Multnomah Falls and we all get it again. so
0: Right. There's, there's a deadly mix right now, especially in the South of states that are not putting, uh, these orders in place, a lack of healthcare for residents, you know, uh, like Mississippi has the lowest percentage of people who have healthcare, uh, low amount of hospitals available. And, uh, and this message out to the people of like, you know, you're
1: you're gonna be fine,
0: and uh, it's going to be
1: uh, well in that. I mean, and and cataclysm- I also grew up in a in a generation and a I won't say community, but a I don't know what the word is. Over that is very uh, very. Uh, <laughs> Not not China. (laughs) Let me take 20 minutes to parse my words and then come back. Uh, Perhaps distrusting of the uh, scientific community, and it is always accused them of saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling, Um, and just uh, listening to people who perhaps should not be uh, speaking about scientific things instead of the scientific community. So how's that for some verbal ballet good job (laughs) well I also pulled this story and as I was uh, editing it down to read it here I realized it wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be but I'll read it anyway and that was uh, the headline was the asterisk creator Alberto Uderzo dies at 92 now it was not related to the coronavirus it was related to him being 92 years old Uh, and at first I of course thought it was the guy who invented the asterisk (laughs) <laughs> but it was not. It was a French comic book artist who created Asterix comics. So, oh, <laughs> one of the most best like, loved, di- one of the best that's... loved characters in French popular culture, uh, who <laughs> sold astonishing 370 million albums and had 11 films. So, Ooh, uh, big deal over there. A big deal over there. Uh, asterisk, huh? not my, not my <laughs> Asterix creator. So,
0: <laughs> so there's an
1: astrophysicist. Oh. Who
0: got magnets stuck up his nose while inventing a coronavirus device?
1: <laughs> Go on. So
0: he was um, uh, uh, creating a device <laughs> that would detect when your hands got close to your face.
1: Okay.
0: And so he has. Does your hands um,
1: have magnets, or did was it like a?
0: I think he m- might have been wearing gloves that had magnets or okay. sensors in them. And so as the gloves got close to the face they would sense the magnets but of course your nasal cavity isn't just right inside your nose it goes back halfway into your skull right and uh and so he had some uh, magnets uh (coughs) that that were lodged in his um (laughs) so an Australian astrophysicist has been admitted to hospital after getting four magnets stuck up his nose in an attempt to invent a device that stops people touching their face during the coronavirus outbreak. And uh, he's fine. He was 27. Uh, he's an astrophysicist who studies pulsars and gravitational waves. Wow. Said he was trying to liven up the boredom <laughs> of self-isolation with four powerful uh, neob- I can never neodymium say yeah. uh,
1: magnets. Wow. Um, Just goes to show you you can be an astrophysicist and still a moron. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I do have some very happy news, and that is Alex Jones loses his Sandy Hook court appeal and must pay nearly one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in legal fees. So the Infowars host is being sued by nine people whose family members were killed in the tragic shooting at the Connecticut elementary school. Uh, Alex Jones, who is a conspiracy theorist and repeated loser of court battles, says this article that I love, uh, was ordered Wednesday to pay more than $20,000 in attorney's fees after losing another appeal in a defamation uh, case related to the 2012 mass shooting. Uh, The Texas Court of Appeals sided with the Sandy Hook family, uh, who for years has been attacked by conspiracy theorists who falsely claim that the shooting in which 20 children and six adults killed never happened. So, uh, Jones, Alex Jones is one of the big things that claimed that the parents of the dead children were quote crisis actors who helped stage a shooting. So, um, human piece of garbage. Alex Jones is finally, uh, oh, and the most recent thing he was doing was, uh, he was most recently in the news after he was caught peddling a toothpaste, toothpaste, he falsely claimed could kill the deadly coronavirus. So, (sighs) What's sad is he's probably
0: got that in spare change uh, because of the amount of product that he sells to these. That's true. I was going to say, I
1: mean, he's obviously taken a huge hit since he's been pretty much deplatformed from everywhere. But as we've seen, I think uh, things like that usually tend to bolster true fans as opposed to make them say, hey, I wonder if since every single other person authority figure news outlet general person in charge country that's not, president that's not how we nation, work
0: that's not how we work as says humans. one
1: thing maybe i should consider my own views on it they're all wrong it's all a conspiracy it is um but we have I, i'm gonna finish off with two really great stories um Probably the only uh, one of which was has been uh, kind of everywhere this last week uh, on a bunch of other different podcasts. But uh, a U.S. man was teaching his dog how to drive and arrested after a high speed chase. So a resident of the Western uh, U.S. state of Washington, uh, says this article clearly written from a different country, uh, was arrested after a high speed chase that left officers dumbfounded after they found the man's pit bull behind the wheel. So the incident (laughs) unfolded last Sunday after police received calls about a driver hitting two vehicles in an area south of Seattle and then speeding away. Uh, the emergency services subsequently got multiple calls uh, calls about a car traveling erratically at more than 100 miles per <laughs> hour. Um, officers gave chase, and they got close to the vehicle, which was a 1996 Buick, so congratulations on hitting 100 miles per hour in a 96 Buick. Uh, to <laughs> sh-
0: fall off a cliff?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were shocked to see the pit bull in the driver's seat and said a man... <laughs> A pit bull in the driver's seat and a man steering and pushing the gas pedals from the passenger side. He didn't even have one of those gizmos that like uh, driver's ed teachers have that you can control it all from the passenger seat. Uh, The pursuit ended after police deployed spike strips and arrested 51 year old Alberto Tito Alejandro who was booked on multiple multiple felony charges, uh, including Good. driving under the influence of drugs. Quote, we took him into custody. He admitted to our troopers that he was trying to teach his dog to drive. I've been a trooper for almost 10 years. and I've seen a lot of excuses, but I've never had the excuse that the dog was driving. So the female pit bull was not aggressive towards the arrest of officers Have been placed in an animal shelter. So... <laughs> There's got to
0: be some good puns there, but I I don't know what any of them are. (laughs) Uh,
1: But also from Washington State, Washington ends its sales tax on menstrual products. So, of course, this is high news for you and I, Mark. Uh, A bill ending the state tax was signed into law on Wednesday or on Friday by Governor Jay Inslee. Um, The campaign was spearheaded while sir uh, blah 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 it passed the house yada 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 this tax reduction will save women in Washington more than three million dollars per year Uh, that's a noticeable amount of money when government is suddenly looking to scale back spending but I'm glad it wasn't vetoed especially for women are being economically hurt by this virus and looking uh, to save every dime so Mark out of how many states in the nation how many of them uh, have ended the tax of menstrual products it, it's got to be a small number um I, i'd say 10 18 washington is not 18? the 18th oh, state who doesn't oh, penalize women <laughs> for <laughs> being disgusting monsters <laughs> who need menstrual products uh, so also I, to note, I, then I didn't look this up cause I didn't think I was going to talk about it, but, um, the equal rights amendment, I believe one more state has signed, uh, to signed it. It is still, it still needs all 45 states to be ratified. And I believe there's still two or three more, uh, holdouts for signing, um, signing into the constitutional law that women are equal so I bet you all those people are lined up for a southern <laughs> a Southern church right now they're
0: busy right now <laughs> <laughs> are we being At too church. mean today I don't know <laughs> no I, I, the,
1: the world is being mean to us Todd that's true I have no <clears throat> other choice than bitterness and despair <clears throat> Um, oh but that's goodness. kind of all the news I had, unless you had some more. So. I
0: had no other news. Not a
1: whole lot out uh, going on, other than, of course, the big there's news. There's
0: so. really not. Um, you want to uh, dive into the topic?
1: Uh, kinda, yeah, be an let's go. One. Let me take a cool. sip of my double gulp.
0: <laughs> and I will uh, have some water. Um, so I... Recently, read a book called. Um, ironically, I won't be able to remember the name. <laughs> How to remember uh, things
1: you've read this week?
0: It's it's called Moonwalking with Einstein, and it's Ooh. about memory, and uh, and so it delves into a whole interesting subset of the world that uh, and and the process and 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 the whole thing about crazy memory feats. And uh, so I thought we'd talk about this. Nice. So uh, there is an international organization, and there is a United States chapter of the uh, United USA Memory Championships, and annually they get together and perform a series of of remarkable feats. <laughs> and there was a there was a journalist who attended. And to uh, write about uh, about this. And what he found was pretty astonishing is these weren't what he was going to expect what he was expecting when he attended were like these crazy uh, savants that are able to just intuitively memorize right. Things. right. and what what he found was something, Absolutely different, uh, and the average memory champion has an average memory, and they have perfected some skills in doing extreme memory uh, things. Extreme, and, extreme. Well, so a, a few of the um, the the core events at the memory championship. So names and faces. So you're given 15 minutes to memorize 135 color photos of different people and their first name and last name. Oh, my gosh. That's my worst nightmare. (laughs) Speed numbers. You're given five minutes to memorize one page of computer-generated numbers. So it's uh, 25 rows of 20 digits. So 500 digits uh and the uh oh i did later and then speed cards uh speed cards is how fast you can memorize the order of a randomly shuffled deck of cards and then speed poetry and speed poetry (laughs) uh is there is a unique brand new never published commissioned for the event poem and the i
1: wonder who gets that job uh, a commissioned poem for the memory because then then you know that the writer of the poem is in on it to try to do things that break up the patterns that they know the memory contestants will be following <laughs> perhaps but you'd be surprised
0: at the techniques you might be surprised at the techniques that oh, well, are actually used i can't remember anything, I can't remember,
1: anything. <laughs> I can't remember what we talked about last week
0: <laughs> so uh some example uh scores on these so um there is oh i didn't write down the times but uh so for speed numbers uh the highest score is 483 digits so memorizing 483 numbers in five minutes uh, the names and faces is 235 names uh, in that 15 minute period speed cards so speed cards is you' you are given a shuffled deck of cards you have up to five minutes to memorize those cards and if you are performing, they have a timer who will measure, uh, if you choose not to use the whole five minutes, you can stop and the stopwatch stops. And so that limit, uh, just a a few years ago, the new record was set at 18.653 seconds. So just under 20 seconds, someone was able to memorize a deck of cards. And so you're given five minutes, So you stop after 18 seconds, that rest of the five minutes, time's out, and then you are given five or ten minutes to recall. And so how they recall is they give you an an unshuffled deck of cards, and you reorganize the cards in the order that you saw the other deck. And then they dramatically turn over one (laughs) card at a time. (laughs) And
1: oh, to see if they all match, and you they have to go down all fifty-two. All oh, fifty-two. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good unveiling. It
0: It is, uh, and that's the that's only done in the USA. the 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 real champions uh, historically have been the European delegation, and uh, and they do it uh, they do it less dramatically and less made for TV, <laughs> if you will. And then they just had the Germans yell at them. And, yeah, and then the speed poetry. Uh, is uh, 335 points and there, uh, up to a fi- uh, uh, there's a 500 point maximum scale but basically each line that you are able to uh, recite so you you are given so much time so once the memorization period is over mental athletes have 20 minutes for recall competitors must recall the poem from the beginning by writing it down exactly as it were written so, <clears throat> punctuation counts, capitalization counts, all those, all those kind of things.
1: And you know, the year they get an EE e. Cummings poem <laughs> that they're super excited because there's no capital letters. <laughs> <The> poetry joke. <laughs> uh,
0: and so, out, outside of this circle of these this championship, there's other notable feats of uh, memorization. One is uh, just in 2015. Suresh Kumar Sharma of India memorized 70,030 decimal places of pi, And he was able to recite that over a period of 17 hours and 14 minutes.
1: (laughs) Good (laughs) grief. 70,000?
0: Yes. Uh, The most binary digits memorized in 30 minutes, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, is 7,485. So... Seven thousand four hundred eighty-five, one zero one one zero one zero 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 one one zero. You know, it's that. Can you imagine
1: being the guy who had to keep track of if he was right or wrong. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's some intern at the Memory Olympics or whatever. So
0: that one was at the World Memory Championships held oh. held in a little town that uh, we might not have heard of before, uh, called Wuhan City in Hubei, China. <laughs> In 2019, in December,
1: And of... <laughs> this is exactly what they'll always be remembered for. Uh, that uh, happened. You know, you know, the director of the competition is a
0: piss, <laughs> uh, and that just happened on the the fourth of December in
1: 2019. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Right, right before that poor guy. Yeah, so never, never forget.
0: So how do they do this? And it's a fascinating story. So there's there's a legend that kind of goes into the <laughs> roots of this, and the legend was written in ancient Greece uh, uh, about 500 years after the event supposedly uh, took place. But uh, so Cicero wrote about the um, the original legend where this. Uh, took place and there was a poet named Simonides and Simonides was commissioned to attend this party and uh, so it back in the old days you didn't get a DJ you got a poet and so he came to the party and there were 150 or so people at the party sitting around the table doing all the stuff so he came in presented his speech and he's a local guy that knows everybody in the room he gave his uh, his poetry recitation, and then he left. After he left, there was a terrible tragedy. The building collapsed; the roof oh, no. came down and killed everybody in the room. And jeez, I, I know the family members who wanted to uh, to retrieve their loved ones and and you know, and and try and make sense of all this were at a loss because of the mangled and disfigured bodies and and all the all the things. <laughs> this story really took a turn did, I wasn't did. expecting. But uh, Simonides <laughs> was able to uh, remember uh, and and place himself back in that room mentally, and picture everybody sitting where they were sitting. And so he took each family member one by one to the location of their deceased family member and was able to restore uh
1: you know uh, that
0: wow so, so as a
1: poet although i i i am wondering if Somodities did just have a really good pr person <laughs> that, that concocted this because there's no survivors no. to tell like if he's right or wrong right. there's, <laughs> so your, there's all, your family i'm speaking as the alex jones of whenever <laughs> Somodities lived. <Right. laughs> it's all a conspiracy and
0: uh and so in ancient times, the, the use of this technique, and, and so Simonides is.
1: So when, what about when was this? Uh,
0: 550 BC. Okay. And so okay. Uh, l- a long time ago. And um, he kind of uh, invented, if you will, this concept of a mind palace. And so the the term used throughout the industry is mind palace or or brain palace or
1: memory palace. Didn't they have one of those in Fight Club? And that's where he always he would see the penguin. Remember that? It was like the penguin oh, was his spirit yeah. animal. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he went to like that mind palace, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So a mind palace is a place
0: where they um they create mnemonics for things that you want to remember. So uh, a mnemonic is uh, is a memory device that aids in the retention and retrieval of human memory. So, for example, let's see if I can if I can do this. So, um, da, uh, <laughs> um, hold on. So the the <laughs> keeper uh, the the record holder for names and faces and numbers. Uh, his, his name is, oh shoot. Hold on. I've
1: almost got it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, oh, okay. I was going to say I could do one. Oh, you can do one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, so I always remember, um, oh, now I'm forgetting. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> um, my very, my very excellent mother just sat under new pines, which is how I memorize the planets. Absolutely. So, uh, Nelson Dellis
0: was the winner of the um, uh, names and places and uh, speed numbers, okay. and uh, I was thinking of Nelson Mandela <laughs> on uh, as, dressed as a cowboy, dre- uh, sitting on the back of a horse uh, in, da- okay. in Dallas, Texas, uh, and so uh, Nelson Dellis. is and so well see i and i am
1: terrible okay so so
0: the other component of this how the mind palace works is what they do is they they know a physical location in their mind so if you think about your home and there's a sequence that you remember things in so there's a path that you have throughout your home that you re- always remember the same sequence. So arriving at the, uh, going up the driveway and then the steps and, you know, the wood pile next to the steps and then going through the door and the thing right inside the door and the fireplace and then the bathroom and then the sink and then all the stuff. Going up the stairs, right. doing stuff. And so each of those little places becomes an alcove that you store a mnemonic and so uh the author of this book learned these techniques and went on to win the following year the u.s championship well, in one year uh, in uh 20 2012 no tw- i mean it, yeah, like it, his journey was just one one year, year. he became the champion That's he insane. became the champion in the united states the united states champion and so he memorized a deck of cards in 1 minute and 40 seconds which was the the limit uh several people read that book and became uh better than him and so the champion the current champion uh Nelson Dellis he was inspired to start his journey of memorization by reading the book that I read uh to to get there and now he wow. he set the record at 38 seconds right so uh the technique that he uh, used was a technique developed by uh, one of the partakers in Europe, and so each card has uh, each card of the uh, fifty-two cards had a person uh, doing something at a place. So, uh, a a uh, Michael Jackson moonwalking. Uh, at uh, uh, on stage, right? And so that was the, fi- uh, the king of hearts, right? And so the king of hearts was Michael Jackson moonwalking on stage. He then, as he looked at cards, he broke them into groups of three. And so the first three cards were the person from uh, the first card, the action from the second card, and the location from the third card. So moon's, moonwalking alongside Einstein was three specific cards. And that happened to be the last three cards of his winning round. Of okay. So that's where that, the title came from. So then moonwalking with, with Einstein, he would place on... Uh, in the bathtub of his bathroom mentally as he was walking through the house mentally uh, as he's going through and creating this mind palace of this deck of cards and so you are are you've got earmuffs on to block any sound you've got Uh, goggles on that are spray painted black with the exception of two little dots that are open. And you're just looking at the cards because any distraction is the killer of memorization in this, in this competition. And so in one minute and 40 seconds, he went through three cards at a time. Okay. Moonwalking with Einstein in the thing. And, and so he'd take, you know, uh, 20, he had 26 or 27 groups of three or something less than that, whatever it is. So he had to memorize like whatever 52 divided by three right. is with a modulus. Uh, and
1: oh, that modulus again. I thought we were done with
0: that. <laughs> um, and so 17. So he had to memorize 17 things, a person okay. doing something at a location, and place those in the 17
1: locations around the house. And so then now would he walk like would he walk around his house to those places or <clears throat> this is all
0: just... being done uh, mentally okay, like at, at the, the gym or whatever right yeah so he's at this competition and he looks at the three cards and says that's uh, Einstein moonwalking uh, or me walking moonwalking with Einstein and uh, takes that and mentally. He's walking through the the locations in the house, and so the first one is this really dramatic uh, person doing something really, you know. And so they all had to be very memorable, very tactile, smelly, sexual, funny, uh, anything that can can trigger any kind of memory. Not just evocative. A car- carrot. It's a giant carrot with crazy arms or whatever and, right. and so they're, they're they're just really evocative as you said uh, images and placing those around the room and then the only thing you're doing is re-walking through the house and and picking up the picture from each location in these little memory alcoves Wow and that's how most of them do it. Uh, And so it uses this uh, principle that they call the baker versus baker principle. Uh, So if I tell a group of people, there's a person whose last name is baker, and uh, then I go to a different group of people and I say, there is a person whose job is to be a baker. Uh, And then I come back a year later and I, quiz them on the name of the person uh most of them will have forgotten uh most of the people who have the image of the person baking bread in their mind have remembered it and so the name baker doesn't have any collection of stored memories that you've already tied to it right uh and, you know, you could tie a Jim Baker to it or, you know, something like that uh, that might evoke something. But that's going to be much less rich than your idea of a baker with bread wearing the funny hat in front of the oven. Uh, you know what they smell like. They, you know You know right. the whole experience. And so you've got this whole painted image of what a baker is. By just connecting that word baker with that image and that that sensory, tactile, uh, using all the senses he can, not just visual, but, but uh, smell, touch, right. you know what flower feels like, you know that their hands are dusty, those kind of things. The more rich of a picture that you can paint around them, the better uh, you will be able to remember and you do that intuitively once you oh you're a baker uh i know what that is and that's going to last with me more than
1: your last name is baker Uh, right well and that's always because i i am just terrible with remembering people's names um and over the years i've tried all those little hacks and stuff like that and tried the like well but the problem with me is that every it's like very arbitrary, like your last name is Middleton or whatever. And like I could picture you with a giant carrot or whatever. Right. But like why? And, like I still won't connect so those they, two things in my mind. So and, they come
0: up with the mnemonics. And that's why I was thinking of uh, the other person's name was Alex Mullen. And so what I was thinking of uh, about Alex Mullen is. A hatchet or an axe cutting off his mullet <laughs> and and it seemed really strange. but i can visually picture that happening and i remembered his first name and last name uh, because of that mnemonic and so it's uh so everybody over and over again in these memory champions uh championships said that the key is creativity not memory and so it's it's our i have no excuse (laughs) you have no excuse (laughs) it's our ability to be creative and evoke as many tactile sensory smell things that that we can do to um, create an image that's indelible and and so when when you meet someone take their name And, or, or a physical attribute around, you know, their ears or their eyes or, or something, not something that they'll change out like their hat or, or something like that, but some physical characteristic and um, one, one key to remembering people's names is before you meet them, literally in your mind saying I want to remember this person's name. I I intend on uh, remembering their name. So when you hear it, you take the time and don't just dismiss it. You know, more than half the time by the time their words have left their lips, I realize that I wasn't listening to them at all. And it's gone. You know, like Well,
1: ugh. and the, the other half of that is like not only was I probably barely listening because I'm I'm listening for the content, not for like the extraneous stuff, because I have problems enough with remembering. So I'm like, OK, let's focus on, you know, the interaction of what we're accomplishing. Right. Not the extraneous. De- I'm putting my own mental pinhole black hole glasses on and just cutting out all that. But then I get to things like, OK, well, I'm going to remember. And the whole time they're telling me something important, I'm like, Alex, Al- an ax, an ax, I have an ax. And like trying to remember the mnemonic device right. and then just not listening at all to anything that they say. Right. So.
0: And most of the time when we are introduced to somebody, our brain is focused on what are we about to say to them? right? And so we're not listening to them at all. You're not even hearing... <laughs> Hey, my names Alex, and blah, 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 blah. you're you're not even hearing any of the things you say because you're more focused on what is it that I'm about to come, you know put out right. of my mouth. And, uh, and so uh, so that's the thing. And then, uh, the next key to remember somebody's name is uh, short-term recall right after you meet them is right after you've met them and you know that their name is Alex Mullen to to then rethink that uh, a minute uh, five minutes ten minutes later and try and recall that at that time because review helps to create that indelible memory within your
1: within your brain do you ever get it where literally i think you kind of already just said it but like as they're pronouncing the last sound of their first name you realize that you have already forgotten what it was that's why the nice thing about sunday school because like every year i get you know 15 new kids or whatever but thankfully they all wear name tags which is helps me remember and then i don't need the name tag anymore it's kind of another little cheat but their parents never do and so like i'll have known parents for like 10 years no idea what the name is (laughs) like oh you're so and so's dad or whatever they were telling a story of
0: a young man who is in school uh so this this journalist went and interviewed everybody about memory and there is a um a, a speaker on on the speaker circuit who is uh you know the memory champion guy and he's got books around memory and all this stuff and he tells the story of being uh, in school as a 10-year-old and the teacher that he had had memorized everybody's data about them. So their name, their parents' name, their birth date, all, all the things. And he had done this using these uh, memory palaces or mind palaces. And it. he used it as this weird party trick during class as he would a- be able to recall very specific details about individuals. So when he did roll call in the morning, if somebody wasn't there, he would then call out their parents' names, their their phone number, their date of birth, you know, and, and where they were, lo- you know, and, and... Just violate all of their privacy <laughs> in, front of straight- in front of a crowd. It was the 60s, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, and so uh, there was no privacy. And, uh, and so... The this kid was just fascinated with with this, and he begged the teacher. The teacher wouldn't divulge, and he just assumed he was a, a savant, a genius. Yeah. And uh, literally on the last day of class, the teacher shared the whole story to the entire class, and from that moment on, he was just dedicated. That's that's wow. his story, at least. But um, so, mind palaces are one of the major techniques for memory uh you know that's that's kind of the gold standard interestingly uh of all of the the uh events at the memory championship poetry is one of the most difficult and they really yeah and the reason is all the other th- other ones including binary numbers and and how they usually do binary numbers is you'll uh, clump like eight numbers together and oh, right. and that eight numbers has an image associated with it uh, and so you're just memorizing uh, groups of eight one zero one 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 zero so based on the the image that you see, well it's easy for, names and faces because you've got uh, a face and an attribute and a name that you can create a mnemonic with and you can tie it specifically with but the abstractness of poems and trying to memorize words is uh terribly difficult because there's there's words that don't lend themselves to that uh and capitalization and and lowercase and and all those um, attributes aren't easily stored as a mnemonic image within the mind palace and so and the you know the and at and and you know things just become pretty abstract and very difficult to quantify and put into a mind palace location and so there's varying techniques and, and everything, but it's not as
1: digital. Which is interesting as the others. because for most of human well, maybe not most at this point, but most of human history, that's how everything was passed down, including like those huge Homer 100%. epic poems. Exactly. And, and they talk- the Bible and the Yeah. I mean, the first five books of the Bible forever was just oral Absolute, an oral tradition
0: absolutely and and the torah is as well uh passed down and and
1: the uh, pentateuch are we are we just all digging out our different names for the five <laughs> first five books of the bible
0: so the um a lot of that was attributed to music is hmm. like the the torah scrolls have uh, musical uh connotation in, in the Margins and everything is like this is to be sung this way, and that that technique is called chunking, where you take (laughs) you take uh, a like uh, our phone number isn't you don't memorize your phone number as a ten-digit number, you memorize your phone number as the area code, which is one chunk, the three digits is another chunk, and the last four is another chunk, and so a lot of those. Texts are memorized using chunking uh, techniques instead of just straight word for word.
1: Okay. Well, ironically, I've been having to write down on this list of things all the things that i wanted to remember to say. But you just said chunking. Do you remember the chunking. the uh, the television commercial ads? And I'll probably have to play this. Uh, I don't know how to play this. Go to go to YouTube and and type in chun. Uh, C-H-U-N, and then King yeah. commercial. I, I Do re- you remember these ads from the 80s? Totally. Like the first thing I heard, of, try Chung King for a beautiful body. Yeah. <laughs> for a beautiful life.
0: Yes. Yep. So,
1: yes, uh, clearly music <laughs> d- is the key to memory. Um,
0: so, can... Can you hear me? Try, Chung King yes. for, your
1: body. Try Chung King for the beautiful taste
0: Exercising regularly and eating sensibly are part of our life So is Chung King As
1: good tasting as it's good for you Today it's stir-fried sukiyaki Friday it's going to be chicken chow mein Or maybe sweet and sour pork Next week I'm planning on shrimp chow mein And egg young. We're feeling good about our life <laughs> And Chung King is part of it. Try Chung King for your beautiful body. Try Chung King for your beautiful life. Wow. Isn't it insane what we remember like, <laughs> right. when things are put to music right. like that? I mean, I guess that's the irony of this all. Try so Chung King, King for a beautiful life. Name, yeah. But the Chung King commercial, I have committed to memory. Totally. But I mean, I, I always tell um, uh, the kids that I work with as they're growing up, like, because a lot of people are like, well, why are we learning any Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, You need to have, and this kind of goes along with that memory palace thing, like I've always described it as, uh, like, if your brain is a giant filing cabinet, the first time you hear something, you're kind of creating a folder for that subject. Then you have a place to store that folder, but if you don't, if you never bother to, like, have any of the folder, you're just, like, throwing stuff on the ground, and you have to, like, try to remember, and, like, you can't build up from anything since it's just all piled on the ground like that. And I guess that's sort of the same idea. It
0: absolutely is. And so the process that that uh, that you're talking about specifically is uh, myelization. So myelin is uh, a material in our brain that is an insulator. It's basically a fatty material that insulates neurons, uh, the pathways between neurons. And so, when we develop, um, when we hear something and 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 uh, routinely do it over and over again, like try Chung King for, <laughs> we hear that over and over because you and I heard that on the television, yeah, hundreds of A times, hundred thousand times, right? And what happens is the the collection of neurons that process that music and that tone get hardwired using myelin so what happens is the myelin wraps around those neurons and creates a path that's insulated from others and it's it's really indelible and it really stands in place and is is very difficult to break over time. Like you won't be well, able and to forget.
1: What, yeah, that. and that's what trauma does too. And and we all have this stuff that we don't even remember yep. happening in the first five years of our lives. That that one time a clown exactly. snuck up on me with a giant symbol and scared the crap out of me. And that's why I hate clowns or whatever. Right, right.
0: And so myelin uh, helps to pave those paths in our in our head, and and so. And myelin starts to um it, it doesn't go away, but that myelinization is really prominent as a child and starts to taper hmm. off. And once you're kinda in your fifties, you have to work a lot more to myelinate uh, uh, neurons oh, weird. together. And uh, and so like no learning wonder you language. Can't
1: teach old dogs new tricks. Exactly.
0: And so or to uh, stay inside.
1: <laughs>
0: we watch our our six-year-old friend Danielle uh, lear- He uh, was native Russian speaker. Uh, two years ago, he came to the United States, has been learning English, and we watch him learn language. and it's fascinating because he will he'll hear a new word. And then you'll see him repeat it to himself uh, multiple times. And then it's like locked in and he's got it. And then he that's just part Weird. of his vocabulary and he, he does it. So he's hes mu- subconsciously, he's myelinating these. Right. These
1: and one of these days, I've never done it, but I've uh, recorded some of the conversations I've had with Colin, especially about this virus and trying Trying to get him to conceptualize it, even though, and it's funny to watch. And I think I've talked about this before. As he gets older, and his thoughts are more complicated and and more intricate than they are when they're kids, his language is not, and his his ability to think of words and to and his speech patterns and stuff like that very much stopped. Kind of a long time ago so it's been it's fascinating especially when he wants to tell a joke or is trying to remember a specific word about something you can see it's like his train of thought is going and then it hits where that myelinization should have happened but that part of the road is just like the bridge is out there's no way across and so he'll hit that and you'll like literally see his brain like put it itself into reverse take another side, you know, the business route around the freeway and then try to find the area of the word he's thinking of. And it's usually he'll just come up with a simpler, simpler words for that concept. But it's fascinating to watch, like, in real time, someone try to navigate around when those, those kind of things are broken, which is super fascinating.
0: The um, end. <laughs> The pug is freaking out over there i'm sorry um
1: hug i know sing chunking at him chunking uh
0: so that that's about it It's it's so it's nice. it's a fascinating topic and um interestingly they've done multiple cognitive tests of these memorizers and uh they all have average memories and they all have average uh cognition abilities they're not super geniuses they have Learn some techniques that are very learnable. Uh, this person did it in a year, you uh, working about an hour a day.
1: Wow! And, well, and I guess it's just like working at your body. It's like you look at the picture of the buff guy. It's like, that's never me, mm. but it's just day by day. If you just do the thing, right, then you'll be good at it. Wow, that is so fascinating. So mm-hmm. now I have no excuses. No excuses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for putting that uh, together. I, I asked you yesterday you could do the topic because i'm yep. hip deep in flannel graph stop motion <laughs> How's animation. How's that coming? Pretty good. I've got the first half of the story, so I have the the trial and the crucifixion done. So, <laughs> i wanted it to be nice and bright outside today for our the wonderful resurrection animation. So, <laughs> i'm working on that, which has been fun. Have you picked up any any new habits or anything new that you've do that that you're doing since you've kind of been stuck inside?
0: Um, so i am um, I'm learning a couple tools, uh, one for work uh, and one. F- so I restarted uh, studying Italian and doing oh, nice. uh, some language learning there. And then uh, I've got an iPad and the pencil and everything. And, and I would oh, cool. really like to illustrate. And so there's a program that I've had for like 10 years called procreate. And uh, it's, uh, really easy to use and uh, good for illustration. So I've been uh, playing with a little illustration
1: around the house. That's cool. Well, yeah. I'll be excited. You can start illustrating the thumbnails for our, for our podcast. <laughs> <Perfect. episode. So. laughs> well, it's nice to at least see you again. Indeed, uh, One of these days we'll, we'll share the same space uh, again, but not for a while. So uh, I'm glad, glad you guys are safe and happy and, and, all of that um what else is there to say um what, what, what is a way out of this
0: uh, i will um bring us out with some top 10 product commercial jingles uh oh nice uh, and uh we will play one or two of these and this is just the intro music sorry oh <laughs>
1: Oh, watch the Sorry. Yeah, I mean the internet's worst uh, voiceovers Seriously. for their top ten lists. Um, <sighs> I'm trying to think of Yeah, a... I've been I've been diving into lots and lots of YouTube as is my as is my want.
0: Um, okay, <laughs>
1: bad memory
0: uh, is now <laughs> exposed. The um. she was in a commercial so there's a couple commercials i remember word okay. for word uh from the uh from being a child uh and one was the century school of broadcasting uh can help prepare you for a high paying <laughs> job in <it>. a... <laughs> So, TV VCR repair was yeah, it that it, one where they listed S- off all
1: the jobs? School of broadcasting. Oh man, that cha- that played commercial. on like channel five during the afternoons. It was just nothing but like the people's court and ads for correspondence schools. No,
0: that's not century.
1: TV no, repair. It. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember the Toyota of Orange? No, the, no, you won't buy a lemon. <laughs> At Toyota of Orange It was Orange County So it was You won't buy a lemon At Toyota of Orange Oh what about uh, Go see Cal <gasps> Let's do that I believe he just passed away A couple years ago too Yeah Not, a, not a too long ago very long, long life Him and his dog spot Yeah Him and his dog spot So here Awesome Well, well check us out At Portland at the movies.com And unipiper.com And whatever Head And our Facebook.
0: Here's Cal Worthington And his dog spot If you oh. live living the
1: Go see Cal, Cal. Oh. Over oh. In okay. Go see Cal, see Cal. Cal have cost here's a dealer you can trust all you have to do is just go see cow you know everybody that in town is, just is advertising so new 88
0: model cars and trucks we're selling 89, <laughs> <brand new> 89. <laughs> That's That's awesome. all right prices. all right we'll see this. you guys later bye Mark.
1: ford festiva 95, 95 a month a brand new 89 Ford Mustang 8995 149 a month and look at this an 89
0: Ford probe the all new Ford probe you gotta drive this car 9495 163 a month and 89 Ford Taurus 95 189 a month, and 89 Ford Aerostar, 9995, 173 a month, and 89 Ford and F-150 pickup, 9995, 173 a month. The 89 Ford Cars and Trucks are on sale at the same prices. Hey, come and see us. It's Worthington, Ford in Long Beach. Worthington Ford in Long Beach, where your friends are. Open to midnight.
1: See you here.